Howdy and welcome. I'm Barb. And I'm Raffaella. And we are Recovery 201. Hi, Raff. Hi. We got music. I know. I'm so excited right now. It's a um, good day. Yes, it's a really good day. I'm super excited. Um, we've learned to do a few things today. It's very exciting. We're moving up in the world. It's cool. Yeah. So how are you? Good. Good. Things are going good. <gasps> your race. How was your race? I'm a Spartan. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you. I'm sore. You're super sore. You have a pulled muscle and a lot of bruises. Yes. But, but you feel good? I feel good. I feel accomplished, you know? Yeah. This one was harder because uh, burpees. Lots of burpees. Lots of burpees. Even though my team, you know, the people that we went with, you know them. Yeah. They helped out a lot. Like yeah. They you guys really worked together. It was, it was like really cool, and you know, I didn't do it perfectly. The monkey bars, even though there's pictures, I fell. I didn't finish. Obvious. The pictures. I should post the pictures. Should I post the pictures? <gasps> She's so cute. You guys, her <laughs> pictures are great. She's covered in mud, and I texted her back, and I'm like. How does she look this good, even covered in mud? That bucket did me. The bucket did me. Going up a hill, down a hill, up a hill, down a hill with How long did you carry those buckets? 45 pound bucket for like half a mile. I don't oh know. my gosh. Not half a mile. I'm exaggerating. Oh. But it felt like half a mile. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long, but it was long enough where anything after that, I was like, I can't do I love that you do all these healthy things in recovery. And I had this conversation today. I met my friend um, Tara for um, coffee. And we had this amazing, amazing conversation today. And it um, leads right into our guest, Jose, who um, made that beautiful music for us and taught us how to use it. So thank you, Jose. Um, but we had this amazing conversation today about like how, where we are in our recovery journey and and how we're moving on and like what our lives look like now you know seven years later and it's just so neat and that's what I really wanted to talk about with Jose today and he wants to talk about it too so that's really cool um, we've known Jose for a long time um, many years um, we've come um, through recovery with him and his wife and his family and um, so we just we had Courtney if you guys have been listening to yeah. our podcast check out Courtney's podcast sometimes. It's one of the most popular ones, yeah. I and we laugh so hard. That was yeah. like so fun. We had to restart that podcast like 20 <laughs> times because we were laughing. We so talked much. for an hour and a half before we even started. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. That was a whole day thing. Yeah, that yeah, was a was whole like... day recording. <laughs> um, so anyway, but thank you so much, Jose, for the music and welcome. Welcome to hey Recovery Channel Hi. The music sounds good. Yes, it does. It sounds great. Thank you so much for making that for us. FYI, you guys, Jose, like, he made this. It's like, he didn't take he it out of music. it anywhere. Yeah. He made it specifically for us, and we've been waiting to do his podcast so we can introduce the music with his podcast, yes. with his story at the same time. So oh. we've had the music for a while, but honestly, oh we just gosh, didn't know how had it. We just didn't know how to. And we didn't know how to do it. Because, you know, we're we're not, we have no idea what you're doing. Oh. Thank you, Jose. Well, we're thank you. you. The, the, the podcast is going to the next level now. Right. 
Once you have music, it's just skyrocket Theme from there. Song. You know, people are going to be marching to that song, thinking right. of you guys. Exactly. I mean, really, we should really just pack up and move to Hollywood. I think Barb is going to be starting Googling again how to handle fame. Oh, Here's Barb soon. has Googled a lot of things, like how uh, to handle a lot of things today. Uh, do you want to go there? <laughs> no! Oh, we can go there. So, Jose, welcome! <laughs> And would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name's Jose. I'm uh, here in Las Vegas. Uh, I've been in recovery for about eight years. I recovered from uh, drugs and uh, also from anger. So it's been a long story. Um, there was about 12 to 14 years of really deep drug use. Um, uh, when I was 17, I came from Mexico, and then uh, I didn't really do anything. I was just kind of like a good kid, and I just went to school and did things like that. And then as I got involved in the music scene, it was a really popular thing to just kind of like smoke and do this, to the other. So I kind of like started doing things slowly, and then I can honestly say that I can see how things actually snowball and what started as one drink then turned into one bottle and then one bottle mixed with this and then going into the next thing and and really seeing the effects of uh of drugs and alcohol and in our mood right like i was never an angry person but all the stimulants kind of like uh messed up with my uh, you, up. you know just everything and then i started noticing patterns uh things got really nasty there for a long time and then the good things started happening. I got married. I got a little kid, and then I wanted to change my life around, and that's when I started focusing on recovery. Nice, nice. How many years was that? About twelve. It was about it was about nine years ago, when I started to think about things and really contemplated where I was in my life, and that I wasn't going in the right direction. Right, that I was and I was hurting my kid, that I was hurting my wife, and all those other people around me. Yeah. So uh, that's when we found out about recovery. And so what was that moment like that brought you to that realization? Do you remember? Uh, yeah, it was crazy. Some people like remember it like it was an aha moment. No, I I used to. Yeah, work. or it was jail. Yeah, or you know, you were in jail. <laughs> you never know what it is. But I, I, I used to block out, and 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 kind of like a, a uh, an accomplishment for me was like I remember coming home yesterday. Oh, I remember the road. I remember taking my shoes off mm. because it, it was becoming way too common for me to black out and forget what happened the day before. And then hearing from other people what I did uh, and then seeing my wife take off on my kid and go to like another state across the country and say like, okay, I'm done. You're out of control. Right. Yeah. Cause she left time. for a while. She left for like, uh, it was like three weeks. Yeah. She couldn't resist me that long. Right. <laughs> no, I actually, I actually, like, I stayed, I stayed a mess when she left and kept doing what I was doing. And then it was going to be my daughter's birthday. And I, and so we had planned for me to go. She just happened to go sooner, you know, because of everything that was going on. So I went and that's when I made the decision, like, I have to change and, you know, unfortunately, fortunately, it wasn't like I made a decision and I said, I'm going to change, and I changed. And that day was... It was, I mean, it's been nine years of changing, you know, changing and, and just letting... And learning. Letting the men upstairs uh, mold me. Right. Uh, slowly. But it's, the first thing is you have to be willing, right? 
So true. I was willing. I was I was not on denial anymore. I was in denial about a lot of things, but I wasn't on denial about that you needed help. I need help and I need change. So You almost uh, didn't even know what you really needed help from. You just knew it was from this. I for sure I for sure didn't think I had a problem. I just right. thought I, I just thought I didn't know how to cope with things and I was too emotional. Right. Um I was at a meeting one time and um the guy said I just wanted to come in and learn to use like a gentleman. And I thought that was the best oh, thing. Oh, yeah, we were, I, that yeah, we were at that meeting. And I thought that was the best thing I had ever heard. He was like, I didn't want to quit nine years ago. I just wanted to learn to use like a gentleman. Is that how you felt, kind of? I just, I just felt like there, there was a lot to life. And I, I wasn't ready to give everything up all at once. And it was a journey. It was it was it was like the whole like cliche peeling onions. Like first I stopped putting things up my nose, then I stopped, you know, like slowly surrendering areas and then recognizing things and, and then getting to the point now where I'm working on other things. Yeah. That I when sorry to cut you out, I didn't mean to do that. I do that all the time. You're fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, it's funny because you say like I did it slowly, and for me, I only did it because I was forced to do it, or <laughs> you know what I mean. Like I didn't want to stop doing anything. That right. I, well, I was forced by an authority. You do this, or this gonna happen, and the alternative was too great for me to. <laughs> to hold on to you and so I stopped I was like okay I'll stop until I'm done with this court case or I'm done with whatever and then I just resume life right and um, so in this period that I was waiting I started to learn and I then figured out, I was like well maybe I do have a problem or maybe you know so I was still in denial of even being in denial I didn't even know what that word meant right like I didn't even know I just can't do drugs and I'm supposed to do classes because the judge told me to. Right. You know, like you were sober then, but only you were like for, that. I started like that. Mm -hmm. I, I it wasn't a choice or I didn't even come to the realization I needed change. I thought my life was great. You know? <laughs> like But well, you knew your life wasn't great, right? Well the sad thing was is that I went through things before I got married. I got arrested and I got the whole like stay out of trouble. Oh, and, really? And I destroyed that. And then I got another chance and I messed that up. Mm. And, and, and it was always like Raph was saying, it's like, okay, so I have to stay clean for two months. So I can't, they're going to do a pee test, but I can still drink because, hey. Right? Oh, okay. What can you get away with? As long as I'm not driving. And, and it was always pushing that boundary, like pushing right. that, that limit. Um, and then fortunately for me, when that happened with my wife, I realized what's more important. And that was the reason I, I, I did it. Um, and then now I'm grateful for that, that it was mm. just that and not something worse. Yeah. Like what? Like, what do you mean by that? Oh, like, 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 say, like, I, I got into a car accident and then... Oh, 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 like, Courtney left yeah. and then, oh, okay, and, I got and, you. You know. Totally. It was, you know, I, I wanted to get clean because I wanted to get, keep my life together. It wasn't, you know, oh, I had to get clean because I'm in prison for, you know, 20 years. You right. Know? And I did this terrible thing. So right. Fortunately, so you got clean, happen, you know? what, eight years ago, basically. Yeah. Like like you said, steps, right? And so tell us about those steps. Well, in the beginning, I was just starting to go and then kind of like admitting what I thought I 
I had a problem with, which was the drugs. But I wanted. Was to this CR or was this AA or where were you no, going? No, I went to I, I went to AA for like thirty five seconds and I didn't like it. Yeah. Uh, it was all CR, and in the beginning, it was just working on, you know, my addiction. Like I just wanted to stay off drugs. So okay. I did that for a while, and then I relapsed, and then. The truth came out as like, well, it's not just the drugs, it's the alcohol and it's the anger. Mm -hmm. And I came out and, you know, the whole, the coolest thing about that whole process was the grace, right? Like in the world, like I thought like, oh man, I messed up my recovery. I'm done. These right. people are not going to want to talk to me. They're not going to be my accountability partners. And it was the grace and the whole like, no, you're good. We want to keep walking with you. And I was like, oh, these guys are crazy. What is going on here? I think it. I think we are so hard on ourselves with the shame and guilt, you know. Um, I got a call in the past a while back, and oh, this guy relapsed. What do I do? What What is he gonna do now? I was like, live his life and use this as a learning possibility of when the opportunity arises, like he did this time. Not do it again. It's not the end of the world. He didn't lose everything he has learned, you know, so because true. he relapsed. He still know those things. And I mean, just because you relapse doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, you know, it's not fun. And I know we all feel good because I have relapsed and, mm -hmm. and I feel gay and I felt guilty and I felt like, oh my God, I'm a failure and all this. But in reality, it can also be a, a learning experience of like, okay, Obviously, my triggers are not on point because whatever triggered me this time, I wasn't aware or I just chose to ignore. Mm -hmm. Right? So. So now that you have learned to do that, Jose, what are you doing now? Like, So every step of the way, we learn something new. And I think that's great, right? Like, you started playing the band a few years ago. Like, you started serving more. You started doing all that stuff. And now you've come to, what, eight years later, now what? Now what do we do with our lives? And I and I had this great conversation with my friend today, um, who you know, Tara. Um, and we had this great conversation today um, about how we, where we're at. And I was like, man, now it's kind of like we're doing the podcast, right? Because that's like. Our thing like we wanted to give back and we wanted to do more things so what are you doing now like right. I, you've gone through so many things that it's like interesting to talk to people and like see how they stay sober and what they're doing now well the cool thing is it's like uh, my favorite thing about recovery and doing the books and celebrate recovery is um, getting to know yourself getting to love yourself yeah so as I've gotten to know myself, I've gotten to know what's important to me, what's important to God, mm -hmm. what's important for my recovery, and value those things. Yeah. And as I've learned those things, I'm like, man, I really like playing this guitar and I can do it for a cause, mm. right? Or uh, I like being with my kids and, you know, maybe I need to invest more time into them, right? Or, um, and, and getting to know God's love and his grace for me is just helped me uh, enjoy my recovery more. Uh, that's kind of like the, been the thing lately. Uh, we think we think so much in the beginning when you're going through like, oh, I gotta do this inventory. 
I gotta call my accountability partner. I gotta meet with my sponsor. Right, and it's like a chore. It's like a job. It's like a burden. And then, and then after so many years of doing this, I'm getting to. I'm, I'm at the point now that I'm like, I want to enjoy this. Like, I want to enjoy not having to worry about getting pulled over. I want right. to. I want to so enjoy. Funny. I want to enjoy just having pure um, happy thoughts about things and not worry about it. And I look at my recovery like a wholesome thing. Yeah. Rather than a burden. I love that. It's like going on vacation and you don't have to worry about uh, where I'm going to go and drink, what bar I'm going to go to. Because I don't, I'm not going to a bar. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care. Like, those things are not important. I'm going to spend time with my family and like, you know, I love that. As I grow older too, in my recovery, you know, it's not been that long, but I'm going on five years here in a month or two. So exciting. And, um. Like, I don't know, this year, 2019, I've had this whole, I want to simplify, go back to basics, easy does it type of mentality in every way. So no over-volunteering, no... Being more intentional about the things I do. Like, your yes means, yes, I totally want to do this. If I don't want to do it for whatever reason, I don't want to do it and then go do it and not wanting to do it, Mm -hmm. but I just do it because somebody asked me to do it. Because service, be of service, and, and as an example, you know, but the same goes with example, like I had eyelashes on, I took them off because I don't want to have to have that appointment that I have to do it no matter what or it's not going to look good or whatever. I'm over it. I go to the gym because I want to be healthy, not because I want to look a certain way, you know? So I've come to like all these realizations of Mm -hmm. things that it doesn't really matter. Some of the things that I was just so focused on and so stressed about and causing me anxiety because... I have this program and I have to do this and I have to be here and I have to be there because service and because, you know, and it was just getting a little, <laughs> for me, I was just, it was a little too much. So, you know, this year and I've told Barb this and I, you know, as my New Year's resolution is just being more intentional about the things I do and just to say no and that's okay too, you know, for me. Yeah. And, and, and that's how I can relate to the things you're saying, you know, I want to be present with my son. I want to make dinner and I want to be here for dinner, you know? Well, one, one thing that I want to touch on that for me as a guy and after going through all the step studies and mm-hmm. talking to all these people, like, I want to go a low estimate. Eight out of ten people I've talked about the recovery when the questions come out about like, like, hey, how's your relationship with your dad? How's your relationship with your mom? We've all... <laughs> 80%. I want to say 80% of people damaged by their relationship with our parents. Oh, for sure. So I'm like, if I know this information and I know the effect that my relationship with my dad and my mom had and the effect of me not being able to communicate with mm-hmm. someone how I felt, I want to make sure that I am not passing that on to my children oh, for sure. and, 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 and be there for them, right? Because ultimately, that's what it's all about. Pa- being better parents and yeah. our Breaking parents. Breaking the chains. Breaking the chains. Generational so, chains. So it's just putting that work in, like what you were saying about 
or whatever it is, serving or with your friends. Right, or I just use that as an example. Or with if, your family, right? Yeah, totally. I just use the, the service as yeah, an example. Yeah. Let's, say, let's say overtime at work. Right, right. totally. So the main thing, it's like, I've learned how to love myself. I've learned how to uh, know how much God loves me. So I don't need to please anybody else. Right, so it's that codependency that I was yep. talking about. That kind of I started thinking. I'm like, okay, I I want everybody to see me doing this, mm-hmm. so that everybody knows that I'm doing that I'm this. okay, that I'm still in recovery right. because right. I you know. I want to make sure my boss is not disappointed in me, or my best friend is not disappointed because I want my ministry leader to like me. I want my the other leaders to think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. look at me. I got all these sponsors, whatever. Whatever it might be, like it, it all, it comes down to like a balance, right? And being there for the people that matter to you, and 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 just being and happy really with matters. yourself. Because I I got to the point at times in my recovery, I was resentful. Like I'm like, I really don't want to do this today. Yep. You can get and, like that. You know, and life. That's what life is all about. I was just talking to Ryan about this. I was like, we can't do too much of one thing and nothing of the other. Example, mm-hmm. we can't. You know, not talking about looks, but health. That's what I'm really focused on, regenerating my body after I put so much bad stuff on it. I want to work out. I want to eat the good stuff. Because I have a feeling once I start thinking as food, as medicine, right? that my mentality change about the things I crave and the type of things yes, I want to yeah. eat. Right? Totally. So I'm talking to him and I was like, everything's about balance. We can eat hamburgers all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and not work out or drink water that our body's going to be like, eh, something's up, right? I was like, so, yes, you can eat the hamburger. You just can have to balance it out with everything else, Mm -hmm. you know, and because that's what life is all about, balance. I mean, using food as an example, I don't know why, because that's what we were talking about, but, you know, with recovery and with everything, you know, because I like tacos. I I don't know. I can do tacos. I can do tacos. I can eat every tacos every day. Yeah. Do you have to do that in moderation? That seems weird. Tacos in Who moderation. Who eats tacos in moderation? <laughs> okay. Exempt tacos off the conversation. I will not be starting a taco recovery group. No, definitely not. We will not have a Where circle. we all eat tacos together. I mean, we could do that. That'd be fun. That'd be a good meeting. Let's go to Boulder City Tacos. Ah, let's do tacos. it. Best so tell us what you're doing now. So, um... You've been recovered from drugs and alcohol for how long now? After your relapse? Forever, the whole time. Yeah. And so now I'm working more on like codependency. I'm working more on like sexual purity, things mm-hmm. like that. Just, just really trying to like make sure everything is like square. Everything is good. Um, how are you doing that? Accountability. 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 Uh, my wife is like my biggest accountability partner. Um, she calls me out. Whenever I'm getting out of She room. is my biggest accountability partner. I love your wife. <laughs> and and so I got to the point to where I called her out too. And That's I, good. I used her shenanigans. Yeah. She's got a lot of them. Um, <laughs> and, and then just, just the most important thing is like the relationship that, that we learned in the solar recovery. Like praying to God, surrendering every day. Just knowing that it's just one day at a time. And then just creating better habits. Right, so instead of having those bad habits, creating better habits like like one like like I pray every morning when I'm when I'm driving to work, and if I get to a certain like 
part of like me and my habit start praying, I feel like something's wrong. Mm. Because I just do that every morning, like all the time, right? Uh, trying to be home and sitting down for dinner, mm. no matter what I'm doing and putting everything away. And sometimes I grab my phone and Courtney goes, put your phone away. And I'm like, all right, yes, you're right. So it's just, those are good habits, right? The- I just read that book and I mentioned here so many times already because it really blew my mind. The power of habit. The power of habit. And I think us as addicts or anybody really, even companies, they give examples about losing weight, about growing companies, about an advertising mm-hmm. toothpaste. There's all these examples of things and how to change a habit and how our brain works. And it was just like really eye-opener. For me, not, I mean, some of the things I already knew from mm-hmm. being in recovery and I was like, oh, yeah, but the way they explained it just made so much sense. And it pretty much, it's what you're saying. And just the, pin- the, pinnacle, the pinnacle of my recovery was uh, my dad passed away in November. Yeah. And, um, so sorry about that. That was, and, and, and that was like, he was like a pivotal part of like how, why I stuck as long as I did in step studies. This is a great story. So I kept going back and every time that we talked about like, what can I work on? What is my goal for this step study? What is the thing on the inventory that I have to do? And it was like, I have to make amends and I have to make good with my dad. Mm. And it was years and years. And every time we finished a step study, I felt like, oh man, I didn't get to do that. Oh man, I didn't get to do that. And I kept coming back and it kept being a reoccurring thing. And I kept praying for that. So... Before my dad passed away, it was cool, like, in the hospital and through all the stuff and the sickness. Like, I had, like, a good five months just being there for him to the point that God brought the opportunity into where he started asking me questions about life. And I was able to have that closure with him. I was able to tell him how I felt when I was a kid. My mom was there. He was able to say, like, I don't know, where like, like, apologize for the things that he did. And he never said sorry to me. So when he said that, I was like... This is it. It's over. I'm it, done now. It was like the biggest, like my a big book just closed. Yeah. And uh, when he died, I, I, you know, I was really sad, but at the same time, I was very lucky that I had that opportunity, and that I was able to make those amends with him before he went. That it made me stronger in my recovery. Like eight years of praying for that. Yeah. Uh, twenty years of a broken relationship. Right. Twenty years came to an end and I was able to close the chapter and so many things yeah. uh, in my recovery. So That's, That's so a great story. Cool. That That's is... a great story. It's um I have something similar with my dad. And um it but it's just weird because well he's in Brazil and I'm here and the thing is with him it's I don't even know the guy really yeah. you know like he I was so young and he just kind of like disappeared but he did send me a letter an apologizing letter I think he wanted to be an apology letter but it didn't really came across like that but you know he's not in recovery I'm in recovery, so I can't like show grace in that aspect I guess and um, you know and he mentioned something about rebuilt relationships and I'm like dude like we have to create a relationship. Like, in order to rebuild something, something needs to be broken, to be honest. Like, you, there is no relationship, you know? But we were able to... But maybe if you get to go this summer, you'll get to see We him. were able to, you know, 
talk. He, it, it's just weird because with my dad, there is no history. Yeah. So there is like really nothing to talk about. <laughs> like, so how are you good? Are you good? Uh, things good. What's the weather? You know, uh, it's good. Okay, well, have a good day. Like, I mean, there's, there's just like nothing like to talk. Like a stranger, yeah. You know, so, but because of recovery, I was able to to even start that conversation to even and because of recovery you got to have that conversation with him that's amazing that's so cool i i i think about the conversations that like i would really like to have with a few people and i i think i think what you said is really cool like how god orchestrated that so that you could have that and you can be done it actually, happened. it actually happened while I was on step study, dealing with a bunch of other crap, and we were talking about victories and and peeling the onion and, and, and what victories, and it was like the biggest victory. It was like, this is it. This. Because for me, it went back to like the, the root of all my anger, the root of my addiction was the uh. broken relationship with my father and the one thing that I had to like that I wanted to make right in my life was my relationship with him and, and that was that was cool. That's so awesome. I love that. So tell us now, like what do you what are you doing now? Are you you said you you're working with your accountability partners to stay um, on track. What are you doing like you know, I heard this thing the other day on a podcast. I have you ever <laughs> there's this really good podcast. I like it. It's called the Addictionary Podcast. Raphael yeah, and I have like, talked about we it. Them. We like we it. Them. Yeah. And um, she was talking with a guest, and they were saying, like, in their recovery program, like, if you leave, if you stop coming, people get mad at you. Like, if you move on to, like, do other things, right? I get excited for people when they leave CR and they, like, go serve on a new team or they're moving for a new job or you know like I get excited because people's lives are changing and I'm excited for them like I'm not excited to see you go right because Jose has left our um, CR team but like I'm excited for where you're going so I'm sad for me but I'm excited for where you're going so what are you doing well like the main thing that I want to make clear is I'm never living CR like CR is right. in my heart like, like uh, the program is in my heart, is embedded in my heart. Yes. Uh, we, we live buildings and change community groups. That's kind of how I look yeah. at it. Like, like the walking dead. Uh, like I'm just kind of like at a different part of my journey. Uh, and that part of the journey is just uh, focusing on my family and continuing to do what I'm doing my guitar, continue to, uh, to work with being a better person and still, and, uh, and even more so, trying to be a witness, like, beyond recovery and, and, and preaching the gospel and sharing it with people and, and making an impact in the people around me at work and uh, in the music, the scene that I'm in. So. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's important to, to know, too, that just because somebody's recovery journey looks different than somebody else's doesn't yeah. mean, just because we take two different ways to get example somewhere doesn't mean one way is the wrong way it's just a different way and they all lead the same thing we all want the same thing which is freedom from whatever is hurting and holding us down and that's the bottom line it doesn't matter if it at cr if 
some people like AA, some people like NA, some people like just, you know, moving, picking up mm -hmm. and moving. I don't know, whatever it is, do what works for you, yeah. you know? And just because I don't do it the same way you do it doesn't mean I'm doing it wrong. And just because it works for me, not necessarily it's going to work for you. Plus, I want to say, like, I think it's great to go out and explore. And then if you need to... It's always there for you to come back to, your, right? Your feet, your feet are trained. Yeah, your feet are trained already. And my sponsor told me, told me best. He said, make sure if you feel like you need to go to a meeting, go to a meeting. Just go to a meeting. And there's so many meetings. And, yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's great. On. Like, life does go and on. And, I mean, and there's need, life after recovery, you know? 9941. We and need we're always to always be going for... That one person. Yeah. It doesn't have to be at a church or at, you know, mm -hmm. or at a specifically place or, or a, I mean. He's, he could meet somebody at his job and, you know, be right, a Just be a light, that. you know, and, and, and be positive and, and do the next right thing and, exactly. and be a good yeah. human. Yeah, and, totally. You know, put deodorant, don't yeah. smoke meth and. Put some deodorant on. Go to church. church. It could be, it could be eating tacos with someone at the gas station that leads them to Christ and. And, and I think, for me, it's up being more open and receptive at all times of what's going on in, like, the big realm. Like, what's going on around me, like, rather than uh, rush, 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 I'm doing too much. Rush, 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 I gotta do this, I gotta be here, I gotta do that. And not intentional. And then we start, we start to put labels on time investments. Oh, well, I serve and I do that thing from this day, from this time to this time. And then this day, I, I'm healthy from this time to this time. And then this time, I do this, this time to this time. But say, so how about just being intentional about your recovery and what you have to share with someone all the time? Yeah. And spread out your time and do less and, and focus more on the things that matter. Right. More about quality than quantity. Totally. Totally. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jose. This is so awesome. Let's um let's, play the game. Yeah, play our little game. Um, take a couple questions and read them and answer oh. them for us, and uh, and then we'll close out. I'm super excited. This is so great. With the time change, how weird though that it's still light out. I know. And it's Crazy. seven o'clock. All right. What was the worst haircut you ever had? <laughs> so. Oh, he knows. Oh, yay. So in the eighties, I used to like the Cure, and I had curly hair. So I did that thing where like I shaved the sides really small and then I had like an afro because my hair was curly. Like the mushroom so top. I saw a picture the other day and I was like, oh, gee, I look like a mushroom. That is so that funny. That is so funny. That is even more funny because I don't think I've never seen Jose with hair. That's really. Old <laughs> right, exactly. Exactly. I just told everybody how old I am. Pick a green one. <laughs> Yeah, when people's like, tell me how old you are without saying your age. I'm 40 forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have a pink cat or a flying horse? What's hmm. the question? Have a pink hat or a flying horse? Cat? Cat. Oh, cat. cat. Oh, cat. A uh, flying horse, duh. I mean, if awesome. you have the chance for flying anything, I'm taking it. Unicorn. Hello. Duh. Duh. I, I live with someone that saw 13 horses and a unicorn the other day down the street. He will remain nameless, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think we're just going to leave that. <laughs> yeah. 
Whatever that means. Oh, you're funny. Jose, this has been so awesome. Thank you for taking the time to come here. I love your family. I love Courtney. Your kids are amazing. I'm super proud of you. I'm so grateful that we met. And um, I'm just really thankful for everything that you have done. Oh, for you. all of us, for being a friend to Ryan when we first came in. You'll yeah. never forget that. Yeah. And um, it means so much to me, more than you know. Yeah. And also, you know, the music and all the support that you have like showed us for this podcast and everything you know since we started like nothing but good vibes from you from Courtney and I'm so grateful and I wanted you to know that oh thank you thank you so much we really really appreciate it do you want to name the song anything maybe yeah we can call it whistling in recovery whistling in recovery I like All that alright I like it I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, um, I think that's going to close us out for today. So remember to focus on the similarities. And not the differences. Speak love. Spread hope. When life gets lifey. Stay prayed up. I'm Rafaela. And I'm Barb. Bye. Bye.